Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Star Wars toys, as well as Marvel, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to Star Wars Action News, episode 468. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And we are less than a week away from Toy Fair International, New York. Yay, because they finally got the subway extension open that goes to Javits Convention Center, which means we will not have to walk back and forth in these sub-freezing temperatures. Uphill both ways, don't you know? It actually was. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> depending on what street you took back, yeah, it was up, uphill both ways. And sometimes in the winter, because it's a lesser traveled area, some of the sidewalks weren't clear. And there are some questionable folks every once in a while. As usual, I'm not expecting a whole lot of surprises at Toy Fair because they had Toy Fair UK over the past couple weeks. A lot of images have leaked out despite press embargoes. And we got a email from Hasbro kind of tempering expectations. I really had hoped this year with Rogue One coming, with the success of The Force Awakens, I had hoped for this year to be a return to 2006, 2007, where there were just so many new Star Wars figures on display and in PowerPoints that my fingers got sore writing them all down. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. They've already tempered everyone's expectations with an email that went out that stated that they wanted to let everyone know that there will be no toys based on Rogue One, the Star Wars story shown at Toy Fair this year. Well, that's to be expected. That movie's 10 months out. I'm kind of hoping they don't do another Force Friday type hoopla, but after the success of The Force Awakens, I think that's Naive on my part, they probably will do another big toy release day trying to build up to this anthology film. I don't know where they're going to have it as the headquarters, though, because it was headquartered at the Toys R Us in Times Square, which is no longer now. I guess they, they're making a flagship store now in New Jersey, but it lacks the oomph of a Times Square store. Yeah, but they had the event at Walmart's yeah. Toys R Us's. Just because there isn't a flagship, they could still do something. Remember, they did the Clone Wars at Mission Valley around True. the time of Comic-Con. So it all depends when they choose to do it. But odds are we won't be traveling to a major event. They could still have a Star Wars Force Friday without it having a headquarters where they're doing drawing classes or just be more dispersed, kind of like Star Wars Reads Day, where every 
area would have its little events. Well, the other stores didn't have the midnight release in other parts of the country, but it was largely disappointing for everybody who went as figures were in short supply and different stores did different things. So it, it remains to be seen if they do it again. I, I think as you get into further into the sequels, like it happened with episodes one, two and three, like episode one, the toy release was crazy. Episode two, that was our first one together. Mm-hmm. And it was it was all right. There was like 10 people there at the Walmart. I'd say 50. You think? Yeah. Not maybe, counting other shoppers. Maybe 25 lined up. I mean, it was small, but it was crowded when it happened. Yeah. The aisle was pretty full and there were a lot of people racing to get those tie bombers. But then we had episode three where we ended up on a multi-store, multi-city, crazy toy run where we ended up with like what three hours of sleep yeah and those were pretty packed again i mean there were at least a hundred people lined up just outside target the next morning after meyer and walmart and toys r us had done their midnight releases well those lava reflection vaders right which you know but i think the difference you've got is episode one was first new star wars film right episode three last star wars film and force awakens first star wars film and it's going to be a sliding scale until there's like the last one when we're all like cold in our graves i think you're right but after the enormous success of the force awakens they're going to try to replicate it even though i think my prognostication is that rogue one won't have that heat although if rumors of certain original trilogy characters showing up turn out to be true Maybe that would give it the spark that just a whole bunch of unknown rebels wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But I never expected Rogue One to be revealed at this point. I mean, at Toy Fair UK, Lego and Mint in Box published the photos of Lego having a release saying they will have Rogue One Lego sets but they just had black boxes. They're not ready to say what they are or anything. Well, given that they're still casting the movie, I think that it is premature to expect anything at these events just yet. I'm guessing that Comic-Con is going to have some stuff based on prior years, but I'm still guessing that Disney's going to keep a tight lid on all this stuff. We will see. I definitely think not showing stuff at Celebration Europe and Comic-Con would be a bit of a mistake. But maybe they're only going to do one thing, like they did the Stormtrooper, the First Order Stormtrooper last time. Although at Comic-Con, we did also see the TIE Fighter, so that was kind of cool. But it's the second sentence in Hasbro's press release that has me kind of discouraged. While there will be a small selection of new Star Wars toys revealed at Toy Fair in the days leading up to it, none of them will be directly based on the new characters from the upcoming film. Again, I'm fine with... Nothing from Rogue One, but this is the same exact email, slightly different wording that we got last year where we went and got to see one wave of Black Series figures and a whole bunch of Blade Builder lightsabers and that type of thing. And Jeff Labovitz was all about the Blade Builders and not so much about the toys. Yeah, the Star Wars section was very small at Toy Fair, probably the smallest we've seen since we started going. Yeah, it's been dwindling year after year. It was actually a fairly sizable area, but again, most of it wasn't figures. There was one small wall of figures that were in these little cases that were kind of cool. And there was a lot of Furbies. Yeah, there was the Furbaka, and there was the Titan Millennium Falcon and X-Wing and that kind of stuff. So we will see, but I'm kind of going in thinking that 
there won't be all that much shown. The big question I want to know, though, when last I talked to Hasbro at New York Comic Con, Joe Ninavaji told me that the Black Series, highly articulated three and three quarter inch line, could continue if the Walmart exclusive version sold well enough. Well, it seems to have sold very well in my area, as I never saw Alea, thanks again to Jacob in Texas, and all the other figures I did find, but they were there and gone, with the exception of, like, Poe and Endor Han. Yeah, nobody wants Endor Han, and I'm starting to feel really bad for him. It's just, he's clogging the pegs. At one Walmart, they have probably, like, 12 of them, and it makes me sad because it's, it's Endor Han! Just think, you could buy all 12, do head swaps, and have a whole bunch of Endor Troopers. I could. I could do that, yes. But it just makes me sad that Han, Han isn't selling. Or was he, like, packed so many in that wave? I just thought we'd see a bigger Star Wars toy year this year, as now they not only have the original trilogy stuff they can release. Sure, they could release prequels, but they still don't seem inclined to, other than (laughs) Troopers. But... They also now could do more Force Awakens stuff and talk about everything. There's no more secrets for the Force Awakens that they couldn't reveal. Well, wait, maybe there's bonus features on the DVD that they can't talk about. Well, it feels like an hour was cut out of that film, so let's hope so. The news that's been going around online, as reported by Bloomberg, so not a unreliable source it's not the inquirer of business news no and they actually write their own articles versus taking something else off another site and putting a different byline on it yes it's actually filled with facts but there are rumors going around from unnamed insiders that mattel and hasbro who declined to comment i'm not even going to bother to ask because they're not going to reveal it to fan sites at toy fair no not at all but that Mattel and Hasbro are rumored to be in talks to merge. So if you've been looking for that He-Man Star Wars crossover figure set the way they did Superman versus Skeletor, it could happen. Well, and these are interesting because there used to be a lot more toy companies, if you recall, when we were younger. Kenner, Hasbro, Mattel, Galoob. These guys separately have gobbled up all the competition. And... A lot of what's going on now with Disney involved in owning the Marvel line, the Star Wars line, and Hasbro making those figures, they're shifting the Princess lines and the Frozen lines over to Hasbro where they'd been at Mattel previously. And so now all Mattel really has left is Barbie. And there's been endless fan speculation and rumor that Disney was going to break ties with Hasbro and use their own manufacturing like they do with the theme park Build-A-Droid set. Those are not manufactured by Hasbro, although they are Hasbro sculpts. And two decades ago, according to this Bloomberg article, Mattel offered to buy Hasbro for $5.2 billion, and apparently it caused some bad blood going on. And so the fact that they're even in talks now is a huge thing. Assuming they are in talks, allegedly. What I heard one fan speculate on Facebook, though, and this makes a bit of sense to me, is that It's a strategic move to combat Lego because Lego has been the number one toy manufacturer dethroning Hasbro and, of course, Mattel. But if those two combined forces, they would be on top once again. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Plus, there's cost savings in bulk, maybe reducing Chinese labor. Well, and by merging, they would 
you're right, dominate the toy aisle. Because when you think of Hasbro toys, what do you think of what gender? Boys. Yeah. And when you think of Mattel, you think of girls. Because they've got Barbie. They've got the princesses. They've got Frozen. Yes, they have He-Man. I know they have He-Man. And DC. Although I think some of that is direct. But they have that. They have Hot Wheels. Yes. But by merging them... You can pretty much guarantee that they've got the bulk of your toy aisles at Target's and Walmart's save for that one aisle of Legos. I wonder how this will all shake out if it does happen, because I've often thought, as have many collectors, that Hasbro should do something like Mattel does with MaddieCollector.com, where you can order exclusive figures. Yes, they cost a lot, but then again, so do Black Series figures now. And I would be all on board with that because that would be amazing. I would not mind paying a little bit to be in an exclusive club where I could get exclusive figures that I can't get in normal channels or the ability to pre-order like they let you do at Mattel if you're a Maddie collector at Comic-Con. Yeah, it's basically an action figure version of the General Giant Premier Guild. I yes. pay to be in that every year. So that I can get the Celebration exclusives and the Comic-Con exclusives delivered to my door and not have to worry about crushing lines. Seriously, that is an amazing concept. And if Hasbro would ever launch that, I really would be in on that because it's such a great deal. And not necessarily cost savings. Well, kind of cost savings because it's time savings and convenience. And that's why you have those things. I mean, I've always been envious of the Maddie collectors who could pre-order stuff and go to a window at the Maddie booth at Comic-Con and just pick up a bag for their stuff and be done. Or would it go the other way and Hasbro would kill that for the Mattel collectors and then... The Mattel collectors will be joining us in that line crush on preview night every year. That reminds me, it's time for me to start my MMA training for the assaults I will be subjected to. It's a wonderful rumor to speculate about. I think that I would like whatever to happen to ensure high quality figures at the lowest possible dollar point and to ensure a greater amount of output. A merger would be far more interesting than a takeover of either company. As we know, Hasbro's CEO has said they want to reduce the number of products they make, reduce the number of figures in a line. If there's a merger, maybe that direction would change. Whereas if Hasbro just bought Mattel, I think that would mean Mattel is in for a huge culture shift and Hasbro would keep on trucking the way it has been the past few years. I worked through a corporate merger when I worked in the cell phone industry and my company bought a very well-known company and for a lot of money. And even though they were the purchase company because they had more name clout, we adopted the culture and everything of that company and eventually became known as that company. It's interesting news and it's, you know, armchair quarterback corporate politics kind of stuff to do. Yeah. But speaking of Hasbro, new figures have been starting to hit. Now, it's the usual beginning of year toy reset. I've noticed that I haven't found anything here in Springfield, but I've noticed the toy aisles having signs, planograms, a lot of clearing out, trying to make way for the year's new toys. Well, you notice the nice little yellow tags from the inventory specialists that they have that come around with their 10T calculators, and they put the little yellow tag in all the things, and that usually means a reset's coming. But a lot of reports coming into us from Twitter and Facebook about new Black Series figures being seen. These are ones that I haven't even gotten yet from Dorkside Toys, like Django Fett, Finn in his Stormtrooper outfit with the bloody helmet, and Force Awakens Han Solo, which is a polite way of saying elderly Han Solo. Oh, do we have to tiptoe around that now because <laughs> we can't say he's elderly or old? Yeah. <laughs> Aged, well-preserved, 
Admittedly. Long in the tooth, Han. Yeah. That seems a little bit more politically correct. Long in the tooth, Han. And in the three and three quarter inch line, I can't believe it took this long. I think I said this last show, but that resistance ray that Justin found in December is now starting to hit. I figured that would have hit weekend of release of the movie. Yeah, so that Walmart just really jumped the gun, I guess, in Omaha. Yeah, like Hasbro told me, they hadn't shipped any to Walmarts. So did a case get screwed up at the shipping? Did only a couple cases escape the shipping warehouse and get mixed up with other figures they were restocking? It's possible it could have had the wrong inventory control tag on it, and so it got lumped in with stuff that was going. But yeah, that that's funny. And I've noticed now that people, when they find that figure, they're starting to tag us or post it on our wall, too. Also, according to Yak Face, being found in stores are the Titanium Helmets, a line from Hasbro I had seen at New York Comic Con and promptly put in my mental recycle bin and forgotten <laughs> was coming. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do with these. Do you put other stands? Looks like there's little stands in the package. Yeah, they're just like the titanium vehicles. They come with little stands. They're die cast, but instead of being ships, they're helmets. And they come in two packs. There's a Phasma with a Stormtrooper and an Poe X-Wing with a Kylo Ren. And there's others on the way. Pretty sure we're going to see quite a few of these at Toy Fair. I'm guessing that we'll see quite a few in the stores, too, because no. These are a weird size. They're a bit smaller than, I'd say, a Hot Toys figurehead. So smaller than 6th scale, maybe 8th scale, bigger than 1 12th scale, bigger than a 6-inch figure. Here's my question, though. Could you put on your thumb and have an awesome thumb wrestling competition? It's way too big for a thumb. Too big? Yeah. Oh, well, that's disappointing. It would be very difficult to balance on your thumb like that. It'd just be fun to have thumb wars with those. Die cast, they'd chip too. The paint would come right off. I wonder what the price point of these is. The picture Yak Face posted didn't have a price. Right now, ToyWiz.com is selling them for about $17 as a pre-order, $17 per two-pack. I would actually not be surprised to see them around $10 as a two-pack. That sounds a little bit more reasonable than almost 20 I could see the $10 to $12 range. But yeah, 20 feels a bit hefty for these. I like that they're die cast, but these just don't grab me the way that the ships do. Because the ships are complete ships and you can build a armada in a reasonable amount of space. Whereas here, especially being two packs, you can't even troop build. Not that I think a lot of people want to troop build the helmets. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to troop build these, but these, I guess, would be kind of cute if you have like a small shelf or something to put them on. Maybe you have like a cube or something in your office. You could put them on. They're small enough where a casual fan could buy them and be like, oh, look, hey, stormtroopers and put them on their shelf and be kind of cool. That's what I see more of this as more of an impulse buy for that. But again, maybe I'm really off the mark on this. I don't know. If Arnie's skipping them, that... <laughs> and you love titaniums. You like I the love... ships. Yeah, I love the ships. Because they are specifically ships and they're die cast. I even bought the Hot Wheels versions of the ships. Whereas these being helmets, I don't know. I'm always been a little iffy on helmets. I ended up getting a lot of the Master Replicas ones when they did them. But I was never that enthralled. I think I'd probably be more inclined if they did original trilogy. If they had a Vader and a Boba Fett. The Phasma, if they'd chromed it, they'd got me. They didn't chrome it. You're so. like a raccoon with shiny things. For me, 
I think that the base that they're on is very lackluster. And if it was on something cool, obviously that'd be a higher price point. But I would buy one in a pack if it had an ultra cool display base or something, you know? Yeah, it looks like they're going very titanium with the clear plastic base, which is okay for a floating effect for a ship. I would like to see something a bit more eye-catching for a helmet. It's kind of weird when it's a helmet because then it's just a floating head. But it got me thinking about the prop replica helmets. I mean, we haven't really heard a whole lot about them. It looks like Anovos is the company now making one-to-one scale prop replica helmets, and they have put up for order... They're Captain Phasma. It is pre-order. You can wear it like a costume. You can display it like a prop replica. It is $799.95. I know. I kind of would want to see this in person because I can't really tell from the pictures if it's got the right chrome effect. I'm guessing it doesn't as it says it's made from fiberglass and the glossiness on it looks to me to be like a really high gloss motorcycle helmet versus an actual metal yeah and if you look at the back actually when you can see the studio lights that they use to take the photos i have that problem too with rounded objects it it happens i understand what i like is i can see their ceiling light too yes you can that it's a nice ceiling light it's nice and round (laughs) but you can see like little variations in the silver paint now silver paint is kind of weird when you paint with it so i'm wondering if this maybe isn't going to hit the mark with that i think they're intentionally weathering it is what you're seeing okay It's hard to tell because of the streaked lights in it, but I'm pretty sure they're just going for a battle-worn look. We will see this, I'm sure, at San Diego Comic-Con. It'll be on display at Celebration Europe, I bet. It's not shipping until the fourth quarter of this year. It does say distinct weathering in the description, so that maybe is what I'm seeing. But what it doesn't say it has is a nice display piece. It talks about how it has an adjustable rig so you can wear it up to a size U.S. hat size, which I don't know my hat size. Maybe that makes me a bad person. I don't know my blood type, so we're even, I think. But that seems to be the only prop replica kind of helmets we're getting is coming from them right now. They also have a first order Stormtrooper helmet available for pre-order. Now that's in their standard line, whereas the Phasma is in their premier line, and the Stormtrooper is only 250 and the Kylo Ren in their premiere line is 700 And the Kylo Ren looks coolest of the three. I think they did a great job of the battle damage on it. Yeah, that is nice how they've got the little chunks taken out of it. And, you know, my memories of the movie have Kylo Ren's helmet being a little shinier. I mean, it still has like the damage in it. But this appears to be like it was painted in primer almost. Yeah, it's very matte and... It really harkens back to kind of a World War One, World War Two helmet style. Yeah, it does. It's very World War Two, I think, especially German soldiers wearing the helmet with a little flare off the bottom like that. Which is what they were going for with Vader, too. And just seeing it as a helmet replica instead of on a character, it's calling out to me a little more like that. But for those who like their helmets a little bit smaller and a little cuter... Bigger than the titanium helmets, smaller than the Inovos. Hot Toys is adding a new line. They've been really focusing on their movie masterpiece series, one-sixth scale and one-quarter scale figures. But now, the Force is awakening in their Cosbaby line. They've announced series one and series two of these figures that aren't up for order yet, but probably will be within the next week. We have looked at these when they've been made under the Marvel lines, and... I think they're 
kind of cute, but my only problem with them is, and I'm sure this is due to licensing and size and whatever else factors into it, they have bobbleheads. But they don't bobble a lot. I mean, it's kind of like the Funko Pops. They bobble a little. I like that the heads allow for a little bit of articulation in that regard versus the statues. I first paid attention to the Cosbabies when they did the Iron Man, and I thought that was incredibly cute. But man, the short, squat, cute, deformed figures are kind of everywhere when it comes to Marvel. You got the Cosbabies, and you got the Egg Attacks, and you've got the little figures, the grab zags, all kinds of things. And now they're really starting to do that with the Star Wars as well. I liked what they did with the Egg Attack here. I think these are cuter than Egg Attack, but you definitely run into the risk of degrees of difference. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens when you have the different licenses. Of course, what this has going for it is the Hot Toys name, but they've announced quite a few figures already in this. I mean, Series 1, you're going to get three different types of Stormtroopers, plus Finn in his Stormtrooper outfit holding the bloody helmet, Kylo Ren, and if you order the set, you get the exclusive First Order TIE Pilot Special Forces with the red stripes coming down his helmet. Series 2, Flame Trooper, Captain Phasma, regular TIE Fighter Pilot. Phasma and the Jakku exclusive Stormtroopers are only available in the collectible sets. And I'm wondering how shiny Phasma is, because let's be honest, that's what makes her really stand out. Because in some photos, she looks positively chrome, and in other photos, she looks more matte. I'm thinking she's probably going to be very chromey based upon what Hot Toys did with the movie Masterpiece figure. I hope so. I don't know. I, I like the Cosbaby line enough where I go by and go, oh, that's cute, but I really haven't jumped into them yet. I think they do masked figures much better. Wasn't a big fan of the big anime eyes on the Marvel ones. For something about them, just I couldn't do it. And maybe it's because their heads bobble. I have a lot of problems with bobble heads, though. <laughs> Well, they're a good price, though. I mean, if you look at the Age of Ultron set, they were only about $16 per Cosbaby, or the set of six was $90. So they're not that expensive. If they just did the Phasma alone, I would probably get it because of the chrome look. But given that Phasma is only available in the set of six, I'm probably going to pass on this. And I think that's decent and maybe... You'll find one for sale somewhere by itself. You never know. She didn't really have as big a part in the movie as we thought. She was Boba Fetted. She's coming back in the sequel. Okay. But Boba Fett came back in Return of the Jedi. Unfortunately, yes. Also put up for pre-order from Hot Toys is their first figure in their Star Wars video game masterpiece series. Not the movie masterpiece series. The video game masterpiece series doing the Shock Trooper from Battlefront. So basically Hot Toys is going to make all the figures all the times. Or at least all the Stormtrooper repaints all the times. They announced this to go in conjunction with the new Battlefront game. I gotta say from the pictures they put online, they did a great job weathering it and the paint really makes it look distinctive. But now I can't see red stripes on a Stormtrooper helmet and not think of the blood on Finn's helmet. The little stripes around the mouth make me think they're fingerprints. Yeah, I could see that. I love the giant heavy rifle it comes with. It has three weapons, the heavy rifle, the blaster rifle, and a thermal detonator. That being the little pouch on his back. He has the big backpack as well. 
With that many guns, he's going to have a lot of hands. And if you go through in the very last picture, there are seven hands that he does have. I know it's an odd number, and I hate when they do odd-numbered hands. But it makes sense in this case because there's a gesturing hand, and you don't need two gesturing hands. It's kind of like when the space trooper had the pointing hand. You didn't need the left hand to point and the right hand to point. You get the relaxed hands, the fist hands, the gun-holding hands, and then the gesturing hand. So he can point like he works at Disney World? Or he's on the airline pointing at the exits. That Yeah, that kind of thing. I really like the base, though. The fact that they did the red base with the sandy top. Really? And that's the part that I was like, nope, don't like it. And let me tell you why. It looks like Target. It's a Target uniform because it's red and khaki. I like that it's sand, but if they hadn't put the red on it and left it something neutral, I think I'd be a lot better with it. I think I like it because it matches the trooper. Whereas it differentiates from being just a sand trooper by having that red around it. I completely understand. I just personally look at it and think of Target uniform. Well, that seems like Target's problem, not this figure's. Well, okay. It is available now for 220 I did check with our Hot Toys addict, Andrew, who had been in on the movie Masterpiece series to see if he was big on the video game Masterpiece series. And yes, he is in for this one. He's got it bad. I imagine that when a new one comes up for pre-order, he gets the shakes. Yeah, but he gets his fix when he opens them. I got some very excited texts from him over the weekend (laughs) that included four letter words of excitement about the Hot Toys Lucas Stormtrooper, which on the show, he'd kind of bemoan just a head swap. But he was so excited about the accessories like the grappling hook with a working gear that winds the cable back in. I can imagine him sitting on the floor like a little boy playing with that grappling hook. He'll give us a full review of that on an upcoming show, but his excitement has not died down. Whereas I still hem and haw when they release some, but because I'm not all in, makes it real easy not to go into the video game world. Doesn't it feel good though? Unless they went Dark Forces or something like that. If they did, like, an old-school Dark Trooper or something, I might have a harder time. I would think that they've got a lot of barrel to get through to get to that. (laughs) It's not quite scraping the bottom, but kind of close. It's like the layer above the bottom, I think. I think by that point, they will have already done the trash-talking droid from Night of the Old Republic and... And speaking of video games... You can pre-order, I think, the most exciting video game to come out this year. And I have. Yay! I'm talking about LEGO The Force Awakens. Now, the LEGO video games are awesome. I cannot tell you how great they are for kids of all ages. Like you. Including me. And what makes them so much fun is they have so many different skill levels you can play on. You can play, you know, your little kids can play it and they'll be wonderfully happy with it. You can play it and still be super happy with it. And it's a lot of fun. If you order it on Amazon right now, we've got the link up. You're going to get one. It's a discount if you do, if you have Prime, which is cool. Yeah, the Prime makes it worth it because you get 20% off all video games you pre-order or order within the first two weeks. Which is insane for video games. That's just like, you know, they don't go on sale. Yeah, and I guess they're doing this to compete with GameStop memberships and things like that. But between the 20% off at Amazon and the fact that there's a deluxe edition of the game that costs... $10 more than the standard edition, so it's $70 versus $60. But with the Deluxe Edition, not only do you get the season pass for the game and a very cool gold box, you also get an exclusive 
Lego Finn in his Stormtrooper outfit minifigure. Now, Arnie, what does the season pass do for the game? It gives access to all or a set of the game's downloadable editions. So that's kind of different than what we've had before. So that'll be interesting. Now, my only reservation with this game, and it's coming out so soon, obviously the original trilogy and the prequels, you know those scenes very well. This is kind of new. So I wonder if you're going to have that bit of like excitement because of that. And maybe because numerous people have seen it numerous times, they are going to have that. But the original trilogy was a lot of fun because, you know, you go through the different scenes and you have, I think that the Empire Strikes Back levels are some of the best in how they've recreated a number of the scenes. I mean, it's almost like shot for shot for the movie. It's amazing. Yeah, it is also only one movie, whereas I think the only time they did that before was the Clone Wars and that added a lot of the TV content. But by the time this ships and it's expected to release June 28th and video games sometimes are known to miss their release dates and things. No, but the other Amazon pre-order is for The Force Awakens Blu-ray, which has an April 5th release date. This is our first real confirmation of when that's out on Blu-ray, and it's probably going to be available downloadable as of March 5th. So that gives you almost three full months to binge watch The Force Awakens on an endless loop on your digital player or on your Blu-ray player for two months before you play this, so you'd be able to recite every line while the Lego people along. They talk like Charlie Brown's teacher. The other thing I'm excited about is I've still never bought the X-Bone or the Xbox One. I just have never felt the need running for podcasts. My time for video games is less than I would like, so I haven't needed it. I bought a PlayStation 4 instead when the first came out, and now I feel lucky because the PlayStation has an exclusive amount of content that you don't get if you get this for Nintendo Wii U or PlayStation 3 or Xbox, or I think it's coming out for PC as well. PlayStation alone gets a droid character pack with C-3PO with his red arm and R5-D4, as well as a Phantom Limb level pack. Ooh. But how are you going to recognize C-3PO with his red arm? Apparently there's a comic coming out very soon that will explain that red arm. I don't care how it got there. I just love his line. You may not recognize me because of my red arm. I just think that's the best line in that entire movie. What I'm really trying to figure out is, is that Lego Finn minifigure an actual minifigure like a Lego set in a poly bag like a lot of them got? Like they just released Lego Avengers and GameStop had an exclusive Iron Man minifigure that was an actual physical thing? Or is it a bonus character in the game i'm thinking from the way they describe it it's a physical figure that's what i'm thinking too especially since his picture on the box it says minifigure included and they're not it's not like exclusive content yeah it doesn't say playable character yeah but the picture on the box also looks like a cg drawing like he's about to say everything is awesome so i can't be sure but that is super exciting that we have a release date for it and yeah as for the blu-ray no announcements of exclusives yet. I'm very curious how many there will be, given that this movie has done almost $2 billion worldwide and almost a billion domestic. I'm thinking there's going to be a lot of them. Yeah, I think that we are going to end up with a lot of copies of this movie. Or maybe I'm going to be a little smarter this time around and just go to eBay for a lot of the bonus items that they give away, 
if I need them. It's been funny, though, because watching the Marvel movies, also released by Disney, Walmart has been opting out of the exclusives lately. And maybe that's because of Walmart's deal with Voodoo, where if you buy your Blu-rays at Walmart, you get the digital content for free on some of those movies. Maybe it's because Blu-ray sales are really down. I think the last one that they participated in for Marvel was Guardians, when they had the different cardboard sleeves, and you just picked which character. Or bought five copies, yeah. Yes, I understand, and that's why we have five copies of Winter Soldier. But... I'm curious about that. Already, we know that if you pre-order at the Disney store, you get those lithographs. And if you are in the UK, Zavi had put up for pre-order, I think the weekend the movie came out, their gorgeous exclusive steelbook. Is that UK only? So far. Although if Disney's release pattern holds, I think we could probably expect that steelbook to be at Best Buy. We could probably expect some bonus behind-the-scenes downloadable content from Target. We could possibly expect six or seven slipcases from Walmart. We'll have to see. I don't know if it's going to rival episode three. Remember, we had to get numerous copies of that from like every single store. And it was something sometimes as trivial as extra bonus content or a trading card. I remember one where there was an exclusive FX lightsaber, I think at Suncoast. That's like a really expensive exclusive. Yeah, I remember we took a day off work to go buy all the episode three exclusives and drove to a different city because they were the only ones with the FX Saber. And then I think we got there and decided not to buy it because it was the same FX Saber as I already had, just with a label on it. And it Yeah, was... you didn't get it free. You had to buy it. Yeah, you basically got the movie if you bought the FX Saber, but they called it an exclusive. Yeah. But we're less than... Two months away from this, so I expect the news to start hitting really hard. Finally, up for pre-order this week, a new company brings us another super deformed Star Wars line. This is Hero Cross with hybrid metal figuration Star Wars figures. These are available through Sideshow. They're distributing them in the U.S. I really don't know how I feel about these. I really don't. It's kind of cool that there's some metal on them. These are six inches tall, and they're really weird. They all have pot bellies. You know what they remind me of? What? <laughs> Do you remember the Darth Vader and the Boba Fett figures that came out from Vans when the shoes were released? <gasps> yes, that's what they look like. The Boba Fett especially is just really bringing me back to that style. What's funny to me is, like, this is a mixture between like an egg attack and a hot toy, the Boba Fett has 20 points of articulation and six different hands, as well as a light-up LED base, or they call it a stage. They've been making some DC ones, and they're kind of funky, or they all have these weird, like, stick figure legs and then these rotund bodies. It's very bizarre. I'm not sure how I feel about these. I like them at $90, I also like that it's completely an original trilogy line at the moment. The ones that are calling to me is the R2 and 3PO 2-pack. It's only 130 versus 180 for two characters. Not quite as articulated, but 3PO does still come with six hands. His eyes light up, R2-D2's eyes light up, and he has the retractable third leg. There's something cool about these. There's just so many new lines with the Revoltech and the figures and the Bandai figure we're going to be talking about and the Cos babies that it's just really hard for me to decide where to spend a hundred dollars. Yeah, and I think these are the kind of figures that kind of fill that void where the 
gentle giant minibus were for a while where they're like, okay, not bad if you want to pick up like one or two, but to pick up a lot and be all in in one of these lines, I'm not really sure that it's necessarily something you want to do unless it's like maybe your focus and you really are in love with these. I really think in looking at some of the other lines, like they've got an Iron Man, which I probably shouldn't have said out loud, and it looks almost exactly like the egg attack. Yeah, that's what I'm getting from this too. When I look at this Vader, I'm like, well, he looks a lot like the egg attack Vader. If somebody asked me what it was like, I'd be like, yeah, it's a lot like the egg attack. And I guess with so much duplication, I understand what you're saying. I just, I don't know where. And I wonder if it's one of those things where you just buy your favorites. If we lived in a town that had a forbidden planet or... A midtown. Midtown comics. But I mean, there's only one town with that. But if we had a Think Geek store... I could see myself going into one of these one of those days, and this does happen to me sometimes, where I've just got a hole burning in my pocket, and I want to buy a Star Wars figure, and I don't want it to be Hasbro because I order those by the case, and I just want to pick up something new. Something special, I think, is what you're going for. Yeah, there was one time, I think it was around Thanksgiving, I just really felt like I wanted something new, and the only place I could go to try to look for it was... Barnes and Noble because they have the Mafex figures and maybe they had the Mafex Vader or something and they didn't. And I could see if I lived in one of those towns or had one of those stores going in one day and being like, you know what? I'm going to pick up this Darth Vader. I'm going to pick up this 3PO and R2-D2 set. Hell, it may happen to me at a Wizard World or at C2E2 or New York Comic Con. Not San Diego. San Diego is so expensive with the exclusives. I never buy anything there. And honestly, shipping stuff home is a pain there. Yeah. I mean, I'm so much more selective at San Diego than I am anywhere else, just because everything's already at a premium anyway at that convention. We already ship stuff home. It wouldn't be hard to add one of these to the box, but yeah. I spend so much at Funko's booth and Hasbro's booth, and that's the complaint a lot of San Diego Comic-Con vendors have, is that all the collector's money is going to the exclusive items, and so they're not making any money bringing their booths. Well, the reason I'm saying ship home is because it never fails that there's something that's an odd, odd shape at Comic-Con, because part of the fun is the exclusive is the new packaging or different packaging. Hey, I'm just very thankful to Dwight Stahl who listened to me when I said, please make it something that was not oversized shipping for the Marvel Hasbro exclusives. Yes. Although that Ant-Man with the fold down antennas was ingenious. Yeah. So I could see myself picking one of these up, but I'm not pre-ordering any of them from Sideshow because it doesn't have a gotcha. Even the Boba Fett doesn't have a gotcha. What had a gotcha for me was Bandai's Ronin Boba Fett figure in their Japanese style. That was another line. We saw it first time at Toy Fair like a year ago. And I looked and it was like everything else. It's like there's so many new Star Wars lines hitting. This is unique because it's Japanese samurai style. I'm not deep into that kind of culture. I know that a lot of people love the samurai things the way a lot of people love Westerns. I just never got into it and mashups I'm iffy on. But when I saw this Ronin Boba Fett revealed at Celebration last year, this was one I knew I had to have. And when it went up for sale at Dorkside Toys, as soon as I saw it, I ordered it. So let's take a look at that and see why I jumped in. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Now, what is it that prompted you to get this piece? I have always loved Japanese samurais and this just kind of 
was right in my wheelhouse. I lived in Japan for a little while, so that culture just has always intrigued me. And when they mashed up with Star Wars and, you know, just seeing some of the, uh, you know, the, the early releases and prototypes that they put out there, I just fell in love with it and had to have it. Well, they've done some of this before. I remember there was a Celebration exclusive that was... I think around $3,000 for a Samurai Vader. So here Bandai getting the Star Wars license with the Disney purchase is bringing it down at a much more affordable price. Now, the FET's the first one you've gotten though, right? Correct. The FET is the first one that I've I've got. I did uh, get a second one that I've I've got here as well, which is the Ashigari Stormtrooper. Uh, I haven't quite got to play with that one as I have the, the FET, but yeah, I've got two now. So why did you jump in at the FET? I mean, for me, I can't answer that. I saw the Vader and the Stormtrooper first time a year ago now at Toy Fair, and I thought they were nice, but I didn't think they were, you know, $200 for the set nice. But something about when at Celebration they revealed they were doing this Ronin Boba FET, it just, this one felt like the one I had to have, but I can't articulate it. For me, I wanted the Stormtrooper and the Vader. I just didn't jump on it right away, thinking that these would be a little easier to come by, which the Stormtrooper has become easier to come by. That Vader, though, is pretty scarce at this point, unless you want to pay uh, a lot more than retail for it. Yeah, it retailed for 120 I see it going for about 140 now is the average. I think at some online retailers, you could you could get it for around 100 Yeah, and I did get this Boba Fett from Dorkside Toys. I think that was part of what made me jump at it, was seeing it on their side. I was there placing an order already for some figures, and I was like, eh, I'll just add this to cart. I wanted it anyway. That's exactly where I got mine from, and that's actually where I've got the next couple pre-ordered from. So let's take a look at this figure. Now, this is a Ronin Boba Fett. Yeah, as I was doing a little bit of research on what Ronin means, it actually means masterless samurai so that fits with fett being a bounty hunter he doesn't really have a master so that's kind of cool that they've taken these names and they're applying them uh with the stormtrooper it's an ashigari stormtrooper which is basically a foot soldier is what ashigari means which in samurai times the foot soldiers were the farmers that would help with the samurais yeah i knew what ronin was because of that 90s robert de niro film but (laughs) i looked it up back then (laughs) Now, I haven't looked up some of the other ones, which I, I plan to do, but I think it's kind of nice how they're they're theming them like that, and they're really trying to give it that authentic samurai feel, if you will. So this is about a 7-inch figure, slightly bigger than a Black Series, but not incredibly sizey for a $90 figure. I actually was expecting it to be much larger for some reason. <laughs> when I saw the box sitting there, I'm like, oh, this is it? I opened it up, I'm like... Oh, I for some reason thought it was not like, you know, premium format size or anything, but, you know, 12 inches or bigger. Well, size gets kind of skewed. I mean, we've seen these at Toy Fair and at Celebration and things, but it's so hard to judge the size until you get it home in your hand. Yeah, I I was kind of expecting it to be a little bigger as well. Same thing, uh, you know, you got to get it home and see it because I thought it was going to be a little bit larger. But at the scale it's at, you could, not that it would fit with the motif of of your regular Black Series figures, but you would be comfortable putting it on a shelf with with your Black Series. Yeah, he'd be, you know, Chewbacca height, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now looking at it, the very first thing that hit me, and I didn't get it from the picture, I didn't get it from the online shots, but the shade of green they used looks especially Colgate to me. 
weird. It's the Matisse colors because Matisse paints in mint, marigold, and fog. And usually there's also blue, but in this one there's a brown. But it is a Matisse Boba Fett. Yeah, the color is the first thing, you know, out of the box I noticed. I was like, that green is a little bit different than what I'm used to with Fett. Yeah, it's just, it's taking a while for me to get used to it, especially since the bodysuit gray looks about right, and the ruddy red they use is pretty close to what I'm used to seeing on him, and the red gauntlets and the yellow pauldrons, those are all you know, the colors I'm used to, to have such a drastic green was a little shocking. It seems like they've kind of desaturated the colors in a lot of the photos I'm seeing online. Just like, I think that a lot of people might be in for a bit of a shock at just how bright of a green it is. You definitely can't miss him. And then just kind of looking at how he differs from a normal Boba Fett. I mean, there's a lot of rivets in the samurai helmet there. It's kind of scrunched up like cloth around the cheeks that gives it a little bit of a basset hound look. He's got jowls on the mask. Yeah. That's the problem. And then he seems to get wider proportionately. I think the armor seems to bulk him up. The shoulder pads, the pauldrons there make him very wide. And as you kind of go down, he, the hips are exceptionally wide. It's like the pants are super baggy. It's like they're hammer pants almost. Yeah, but if you look at Samurai's, that fits in with their dress. I did notice the, the big pants, but yeah, again, I think that's that's just kind of the outfit with the samurai. They would wear the, the bigger pants and then the armor over the top. Yeah, I think it it just, it's not necessarily selling as big pants to me because it's such a solid plastic. It just doesn't flow like baggy pants would. Well, it kind of ends right at the knee there too. It's You got that right above the knee from the from the hip down to the knee is the the big chunky part of the the pants and yeah it's kind of a bigger blob of plastic if you will the other thing i noticed speaking of the knee is that the joints they actually have visible different colors in where the articulation points are and i wasn't expecting that in the elbows and the knees how it's kind of a lighter gray hmm. yeah a lighter gray almost a purplish gray that's interesting. Yeah, I'm surprised that they did that. It, obviously, these are nicely painted pieces, and that's just the color of the base plastic underneath, but it kind of shocked me a little bit. But this thing is highly articulated. Like, I can't recall seeing a figure that... I've seen double-hinged elbows, but never with, like, that number with those both right there that allows you to completely move his arm in very realistic ways yeah i've had mine in, in a couple poses i've had him kind of doing some different stuff with the sword um i've got him currently posed with with the gun kind of in the air and i was surprised at how much movement you can get in the arms considering how big the, the pauldrons are on his uh on his shoulders there and at the uh the elbows but you can get a lot of movement out of him the biggest problem i have is really with the cape and the wookie braids trying not to get those to the point where they might snap because they feel very flimsy on there and being a higher end item i don't want to break him the other thing is when you move his right arm up a little bit those wookie braids tend to kind of creep up so they don't kind of sit down like they would naturally they kind of creep up because of the consistency of the plastic honestly the wookie braids are a problem on a lot of figures of boba fett's just because they're obviously not often 
synthetic hair. It's cheaper to make him plastic. And they get in the way and prohibit movement. And so does his little cape on other action figures, too. It's weird, though, that his cape is attached to his arm so much and not his back in any way. You know, it's like if you move the arm, it's kind of like the world's biggest dangling thread. Yes, they've got both the Wookiee braids and, and his cape there kind of underneath the yellow pauldrons. And I can't quite tell how they've got them attached, but they're kind of under there. So the cape is attached to a peg that goes into the pauldron. So there's like a little bit of articulation with the pauldron and however they snapped that in there, there's a loop in the cape that keeps it there. The Wookiee braids, I think, are just sitting there, aren't they? Aren't they just down in the joint like you could actually remove them? No? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they might be. You might be right on that. There might be a little bit of glue there. It's giving some resistance and I'm not going to force it. But it's... If anything, it's just a slight bit of glue to attach it to that shoulder articulation. Well, and his, you know, I don't know if you noticed, his left pauldron has a lot more movement to it than the right pauldron as well. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But that same articulation goes down through the waist. He's got the swivel waist. No mid-abdomen articulation like we've seen on some figures, but yeah, the waist articulation and then the thighs are ball jointed you get the doubled hinged knees like you have with the elbows swivel ankles i mean there's just a lot going on here the foot does not bend in the middle there's no finger articulation but god you get 10 hands with him with various poses yeah i was pleasantly surprised that you know with the the foot articulation as far as the the ankles there i was really happy to see that he had that much articulation there i wanted to see on yours with the head articulation there. Does your collar, like his little collar around there, does it ride up a little bit? It can, depending where I push it. Yeah, I've noticed that. It depends on where I have his head, but if, if I have it in a certain position, it rides up a little bit more and doesn't look as as good as if you have him in some other positions and kind of push that collar down. It looks like it's really tight on the sleeve they have that hides the neck articulation. And they have a lot of little details here, like the little rangefinder swivels and has some paint on it you know that kind of looks old-timey a little bit steampunk yeah steampunk is is kind of a word that i immediately thought of i you know it has the samurai feel to it but it's also got a steampunk feel to it yeah i think you're right i think you hit the nail on the head with that because i looked at it and i'm like oh samurai but then i couldn't place what else it looks like and i think it is steampunk especially comes in with the jetpack, which I think a lot of people may choose not to display him with. I'm torn on it. I mean, the jetpack's such a big part of Boba Fett, but yet I think it detracts a little bit from the samurai feel when you start adding the big jetpack to the back. I've had mine on there and it doesn't it doesn't really bother me, but I could see how you might want to remove it if you're if you really want that kind of authentic samurai feeling, then yeah, I would I would take it off of there. Because you're right, with it on there, it's more steampunk. And where I really got that feeling was with his carbine, his blaster rifle there. They really made it up like an old-timey rifle. Like, you know, the Japanese samurais were some of the first to start using rifles in Japan. and Like a musket type. Yeah. That's, I think, what you're going for. Yeah, that is a really nice touch. And I like the detail there, even the little, the, uh, the little hammer there. I guess, uh, moves a little bit. I wouldn't move it too much. I'd be afraid because that piece is so, so little, but it's, that's a nice little touch there that that kind of moves. So you can move that back and forth. Yeah. It's 
a nice little bit of detail. Of course, being more samurai, the weapon I'd really look for is his sword, which has its own little hilt. You can like slide into the side and then slide the sword into that for display. Although I got a little worried because I noticed that in the instructions are a lot of warnings. And when it comes to the sword, it says warning may rub off. I think that means if you insert the sheath into the belt too often, you're going to have the paint rubbing off. Yeah. And it specifically says warning delicate about both the visor and the little hammer you talked about on the gun. Yeah, I noticed that as well. It was one of the first things before I even took him out reading the instructions. I was like, oh, okay. So we're going to have to be a little bit careful with those pieces. On the rangefinder, I'm not so worried about moving it. It seems pretty sturdy. I'd be more worried about if he were to fall and somehow hit on that piece. That's what I'd be worried about. Yeah, he's very sturdy, though. He doesn't come with a stand, and I'm always nervous about that. But because of the articulation, and he's got big, flat feet... <laughs> so he stands really well. The center of gravity on him is really nicely done. And if you just keep those ankles bent, I've got him in a number of positions and he just does not feel like he's going to go over. On the flip side of that, I was surprised at how lightweight he actually was. And I wondered if he would stand and maybe his feet compensate for that. The final accessories that he comes with is just a ton of little blades. And I love how they hide him in all these different locations. Like, you can put two in each of his boots and then a third in his sleeve and just have him completely armed to the hilt with these tiny blades that before we started recording, Chris and I were bemoaning the fact that we're afraid we might lose them. Yeah, it was a nice touch to see the little blades. Uh, I think if, you know, if you look at the photos of Fett, he's got some type of blades in his in his pants down there. So it's nice that they did that touch and it fits in with the samurai theme. And I really like on the gauntlet how they duplicate the missile with that particular, I don't know, even know what kind of shape to call that knife, but it's a weird shape, but it looks like a missile. So it kind of duplicates his gauntlet missile. Nice. It is a nice touch there. And the detail is what really makes this figure stand out. I mean, they put the Mandalorian symbol on there. It's in the middle of a stripe that almost feels like they did that to accentuate it. I don't necessarily like the stripe it's on, but... It's so well painted and the rust and the dent on his helmet and the silver and the like bullet hole on his chest plate. Yeah. And if you look in, you know, on his pauldrons there, the little black wash that they've given it to, to make it feel a little bit older and used and the way it's layered there. Yeah. And there's also that kind of dirty, rusty wash all over the helmet that I like. And even the pants have a bit of a black wash to them. I just wish that it was washed over in better colors. That would be my one thing. I wish they just did a wash on the green chest plate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really don't have a problem with, with the other colors. That green is still a little, it's it's a little distracting, but I think the other colors kind of help tone it down. Yeah, it's just, I like the green they used for the sheath so much more. It's like a kind of a jade or a dark green, whereas, yeah, the rest is really minty. <laughs> <laughs> But no, overall, I'm really impressed with this figure. Bandai's making a good product here. I think it's well worth the $90 if you can find it at that. Big Bad Toy Store sold out. Dorkside Toys is sold out. But there's quite a few of these coming. As you mentioned, there was the Darth Vader and the Stormtrooper already coming up. I'm kind of excited, but I haven't pre-ordered yet the Royal Guard. I can't pronounce, or I'm not going to try to pronounce the type of 
Japanese warrior it is. I think it's Akazone. I, I know I butchered that, but it's a really nice looking royal guard. They're doing another Vader that I don't like as well. He's got a giant Death Star on his head that looks like a big sun. Yeah, that, you know, like I said, I want to track down that first Vader. That Death Star is just, it's too big. It's too distracting for me. That's the only one right now that I'm kind of on the fence with. But I have the uh, the others. I mean, there's a, there's a Sand Trooper coming as well. I think it's coming before the Royal Guard. But that Royal Guard looks gorgeous. The one I really like, and it may be the next one I get, is the Taikoyaku Stormtrooper, where he's holding the flag and beating the drum. That's just an awesome look to me. Yeah, I just saw that one for the first time this week, and that looks gorgeous as well. So what about the Stormtrooper? Which do you like better, the Stormtrooper you got or the Boba Fett? I'm going to go with the Stormtrooper. To me, the Stormtrooper just feels more samurai than the the Fett, because the Fett's got that steampunk kind of feel to it. Uh, the Stormtrooper is more traditional samurai, and they've they did some good details on there as well. With, like, nipples? <laughs> it does have nipples. I'm not making that there up. There are nipples on it, yes. <laughs> but also around the uh, around his right uh, knee area, the armor's got that, I don't even know what to call it, that piece, and they've made it on the Stormtrooper as well. So they've done a good job of taking the Stormtrooper armor and making it samurai. So are you all in on this line then, is what it's sounding like, with the exception of that Vader? You're getting the Sand Trooper, you're getting the other Stormtrooper, you're getting the Royal Guard? As of right now, other than that Vader, yeah, I'm all in. I, I missed out on the pre-order on the Sand Trooper. I kind of waited too long, but I do plan to track it down on some other avenue. So at this point, yes, I am. I am all in. Very cool. Well, hey, thank you for joining us for this, and I hopefully we'll be able to bring you more pictures of those upcoming figures from Toy Fair next week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks again to Chris for joining us. And while we're talking about our sponsor, Dorkside Toys, be sure to head there for all your latest Star Wars pre-orders. They have in stock and ready to ship Kylo Ren's Force FX lightsaber from Hasbro with the light-up blade guards, and I really like what they've done with the display base on that. The way it's curved and it looks kind of like it's balancing there and you can display it a couple of different ways. It's a really awesome piece. They also have in stock the Walgreens exclusive Emperor's Wrath Darth Vader figure. If you've not been able to find that at your local Walgreens, I understand they're showing up, but they have that in stock. And keep heading back to Dorkside Toys if you're looking for your Black Series 6-inch. They are pre-sold out of both Wave 5 and Wave 6. Wave 5 is what's hitting the stores now with Jango Fett, Phasma, Finn in his FN2187 outfit, and Wave 6 with Ahsoka, Kanan, a couple of First Order Snowtroopers, and a New Hope Luke. But several of those figures are available individually. If you want to stock up on some First Order Snowtroopers, you can order just that as well as the latest Funko Pops like Admiral Akbar, Nine Num, Sidon Ethano, and Force Awakens Princess Leia, plus Pop t-shirts, so much more, all available at our sponsor, Dorkside Toys. Now, finally this week, we're going to take a look at the Zack Star Wars dinnerware. They were nice enough to send me a set of the four dinner plates, and I've got them here. This is a company we'd heard of because very recently we were at Target and saw some little dinner plates on sale 
We kind of thought they looked like cute sushi plates because they were small. They also had little bowls that you could put your soy sauce and wasabi in for dipping. Well, these were the melamine plates and they're really cool. We bought two sets and they're awesome. We use them all the time. Yeah, they've actually held up pretty well, too, for I mean, they were inexpensive plastic plates, so it's not fine china, but we've been using them. But I wasn't aware that they actually made ceramic dinnerware until they sent us a copy to review. And you said they were sending us some plates, and I thought it was going to be more of those plastic square plates. And when I picked up the box, I'm like, this is hefty. And I looked, it's actually dinnerware. Yeah, this is actually ceramic dinnerware, and it's pretty cool. The nice thing is, is it is dishwasher safe. That's always a bonus. But they have a, a whole line of this. We got the four dinner plates. It comes in a set of four. And in that set of four, you get a Stormtrooper, Luke, Yoda, and Vader. Now, what's nice is it's a white plate with just a black representation of the figure kind of off in the corner. So you can make a really cool food presentation with it. It feels more grown up, whereas the plates we got at Target, I gotta admit, I feel like I'm eating off the kid's plate. I like it, but it does feel like what you'd serve your seven-year-old his grilled cheese on, right? Wasn't well, that what I'm doing? Well, I'm not seven. No. I'm closer to 70 than I am to seven. <laughs> but, but they're fun, and they do make good sushi plates, because we did have sushi on them a few times. But this feels like actual adult dinnerware being ceramic, and the fact that it's not gaudy. I mean, I love the colorful plates, but this feels more like a regular dinner plate with a more, I, I don't want to say subtle design, but the way if you go to JCPenney or you go to Macy's and are looking for plates and they have patterns on it, this kind of fits that. Yeah. And they've got a whole line because you can get the dinner plates. There's also appetizer plates or, you know, lunch size plates. There's soup bowls. There's ice cream bowls. There's coffee mugs. And then there's tumblers. And I think the, the whole line's fantastic. I love these. Some of them are replicated, it looks like, among the different designs. Yeah, like there's the Stormtrooper in several different plate sets, whereas in the dinnerware set we got, we have a Jedi Luke Skywalker, and in the lunch plate set, instead of that, you get an Obi-Wan Kenobi, and instead of a Yoda, you get a C-3PO, but they both have the Vader. The bowls are kind of weird, the way that they've bent the shape. So like there's an R2-D2 that's kind of curved in there and it's different poses too. The Stormtrooper is at a profile, Vader's reaching out his hand. But then on the other bowls, it's on the outside versus the inside. Yeah, I guess the soup bowls have it on the outside. It was the ice cream bowls that had it on the end. Yeah, and that's kind of fun and kind of different. And these are, you know, a good weight china also. What's really fun is they each have a message on the back too related to the character. That's the extra bit of detail that's actually really nice. Like the Stormtrooper, it says only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. And Yoda, which looks like he's going to eat your food. He's eyeing it like a dog. <laughs> a Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. Now these plates are slightly off-white. They're not a bright, bright white. It's called bone. I notice because it is ceramic, there's an imperfection to the way it's somehow made. Like one of them has a dimple in it. One has a little bit of a spot on the outside. I like that because again, it kind of adds to the high quality feeling of it versus something that seems injection molded and things like that. And the line art's incredibly detailed on this. I'm actually surprised how much I really like these once I got them in hand. 
it's making me want to go back and possibly pick up the coffee mugs. I love the coffee mugs. I don't know why they're plain white and just have the line drawings on them. And maybe it's the simplicity of it, but I really like them. And maybe it's the fact that they're dishwasher safe. Well, that is a huge thing because nothing really butters my toast more than getting a really cool piece of dinnerware or coffee cup and then finding out that I have to hand wash it because then I don't use it. It's also microwave safe. That is another plus as well. A lot of the foil things you can't put in the microwave for obvious reasons. So we also have Jedi Luke is one of the plates. On the back it says, I am a Jedi like my father before me. And what's nice is each one has a unique design on the back where they put this little quote or information. Mm-hmm. Well designed. And they're not that terribly expensive either. I mean, they're not as cheap as the ones we got at Target, but the dinner plate set is only $24 for four plates. And that's pretty cheap. The coffee mugs, four mugs for $16. Appetizer plates, four plates for $13. The bowls, ice cream bowls, four for $13. The soup bowls, four for $19. And tumblers are pretty standard price, four for $20. I don't necessarily do the tumblers so much, although they're really cool. Again, dishwasher safe adds a whole lot. It does. And it looks like the tumblers have the really cool quote on the other side, too. The thing that I like about the tumblers is it says they're stackable. A lot of glass tumblers, you're always afraid to stack because it's glass inside of glass. You're afraid of the vacuum. You're afraid of breakage. But it says here specifically that they're stackable for space savings in your cabinet. The last character plate we have is Darth Vader. Very nice, simple drawing of Darth Vader and on the back. And kind of a fun, old-timey font. No, I am your father. One thing about the tumblers, in the Q&A, it specifically says... They recommend hand washing them to preserve the artwork. But I have learned never use the Finnish brand of dishwashing soap as that will strip ink off a tumbler in no time. Yeah, so the tumblers are hand wash, but the ceramic items they specifically say are microwave and dishwasher safe. Zach also has a piggy bank and mug BB-8 set if you want to go The Force Awakens. It's kind of cute. Now we do have a discount. And if you use the coupon code SWActionNews, you'll save 10% off of your purchase. Yeah, all the prices I listed were their standard price. You can save 10% on top of that. And that's still, even without it, is very affordable. But 10%, that means you can buy more. Honestly, next time we need to replace dinnerware, I would seriously consider this. Because we had such a back and forth about designs. Did we want to go with the Mexican Fiesta stuff? Did we want to go with the Corningware because it's unbreakable? We spent months looking for plates, and if they'd had these, I think the price is about what I would have paid to get like a set of 12 dishes for everyday wear. We have Mm -hmm. nice dishes for when we entertain and have fancy nights, but for everyday wear, I could see getting this. Yeah, because I think eating cereal out of one of these bowls would make it a lot more fun. And that is our show for this week. Now, the countdown is on. We are five sleeps away (laughs) from the Hasbro and Lego day at Toy Fair. And then one more day until we get to see everything else that is over there from Uncle Milton and Kotobukiya and all of the various companies on display. And there are so many. We have more appointments this year at Toy Fair than we've ever had before. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and I'm kind of curious now with it being different with the new movie out and licensing and Disney exerting more control and bringing more under their own umbrella, 
if there's going to be less unlicensed products that we see, because one of the things we see at Toy Fair is a lot of stuff that says no photos, pending licensee approval and kind of thing, or people make prototypes in the hope that it'll get approved. Oh, there's still going to be a number of original toys. God knows the press lists I get on from people who have made their specific teddy bear that they think if they can just get a blog to write about will be the teddy bear to bend all teddy bears. Yeah, yeah. We got shaken down last year by a lady trying to get us to cover her foreign language program specifically for little kids. And nothing against a foreign language program for little kids, but it's not what we cover. No, no. And you really want people to cover your stuff that is going to hit the audience you need to. So follow us on Twitter. We're SW Action News. Follow us on Facebook. Our links from the homepage. Definitely follow us on Twitter as we're going to be periscoping some of the stuff we see live. So you can be there with us and see the toys before we have it on the show. Periscope is a lot of fun for stuff like that, too. Plus, it's live. You never know what's going to happen. Sometimes people will bump into displays and knock them all over. And that is amazing when that happens. So we will talk to you in one week from New York City. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can be on the next episode of Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at SWActionNews.com. All materials submitted are subject to use on our show. We want your feedback on Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at SWActionNews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at SWActionNews.com the most friendly forums on the web. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook and Twitter. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Star Wars Action News YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. If you enjoyed the show, please post about Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, or your social media network of choice, or just tell a friend about the show. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. If you also enjoy Marvel Comics, you can hear Arnie and Marjorie talk about the toys and statues based on Marvel Comics characters on the Marvelicious Toys podcast at MarveliciousToys.com. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, edited, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Star Wars Action News podcast video enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Josh, and Barrett. Star Wars Action News website designed by Jason. Photo editing by Scott Graphic design by Jay. Associate produced and announcements by Brock. Segments hosted by Jerry, Jonathan, Brock, Nathan, and Steve. For more Star Wars collecting, please check out GalacticHunter.com, JediDefender.com, JediTempleArchives.com, and YakFace.com. And we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all that the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. 
Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Until next time, may the pegs be stopped and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. His lie, his lies eyed up. <laughs> his lies. They make an Iron Man, and it's 